Hello, and thank you for joining When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. Life never is perfect, but it can be beautiful in every situation. God can take our challenges and turn them into a beautiful picture. So when our picture isn't perfect, let's focus on the one who is. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Megan. Our lives are not perfect. Things go wrong. Bad things happen. But with God's help, we are making our masterpieces. Hi, welcome back to When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. I'm Megan, and we are continuing our series in the book of Ruth, looking at how Ruth's life was far from perfect, but watching as this as God turns it into a beautiful masterpiece. So last week we were in chapter one and kind of gave a background into Ruth and Naomi's situation. And in chapter two, we really start getting into the meat of the story. Um, one is really depressing because it's all when the, all the bad things happen. And two is when we start seeing Ruth's life come back together again. So Ruth made the decision to leave Moab leave her family behind, and come to Israel with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And she was a woman who had great faith in this new God that she did not grow up worshiping, but she learned about through marriage to Naomi's son. Now in chapter 2, we're going to start reading verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out, she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech, which meant... He was a relative of her husband. Verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. So let's think about this. Ruth was a woman who took charge to do what she could for her mother-in-law. Ruth was the one who asked permission to go into a field and glean. Ruth came to the servant um, in charge of the gleaners, we'll see later in verse 7. She was, and she said, please let me glean and gather. She was the one that took charge and did that. She did something to help their situation. Ruth and Naomi were poor. They did not know how they were going to provide food for their family because they didn't have husbands who could have jobs or make money for them. Can you imagine not knowing where your food was going to come from? Because this is the life that Ruth was living. But Ruth decided that she was not going to be above relying on the goodness and kindness of others. She did what was necessary, even if that meant going and picking up leftovers in someone's barley field because it would provide for her and her mother-in-law. And we're also introduced to Boaz in these first couple verses. The, the writer kind of introduces them in contrast to each other. So 
Boaz is described in verse 1 as a man of great wealth. And then we quickly see that Boaz is a very respected man by those he employs. Um, When verse 4, when he came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, these are his workers, the Lord be with you. And they responded back to him, the Lord bless you. This shows us that they held him in high honor. And when we read in the New Testament, it gives us a little more background into Boaz's family. So, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, it mentions who his mother is. Before I say it, off the top of your head, do you know who Boaz's mother is? His mother is Rahab, the, the harlot from Jericho. That's where how she's introduced. But that's not where her story ended. No, she's remembered because she saved the spies that came to Jericho. She saved her family by like taking that leap of faith and doing what it took to be saved when the walls fell. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 and in James 2:25, she's remembered for her great faith. That is Boaz's mother. So that kind of helps us picture Boaz's family and Boaz's history. His mother's faith and her influence for good, it helped make Boaz into the great man that he became. That Remember, they lived in a time when everyone did what was right in their own eyes. But Boaz, he stood out for being a good man. Ruth was also stood out for being a good woman. Um, but then there's a lot of distinctions that the text shows us. Whereas Ruth was poor and um, needed food, Boaz was wealthy and he had the food. He owned the field. So, Boaz is a wealthy man. He owns the field of barley. He employs servants who tend to the field. Ruth, she's a poor widow. She's a foreigner from another country. She comes to a stranger's field and gathers barley that is left behind by his reapers. Okay, despite the differences of their situations, they create a beautiful relationship in this book. And we'll keep reading as to see how that story unfolds. Let's pick up in verse 5. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. So we see here that Boaz notices Ruth working in the field. He immediately becomes curious about her and starts asking his servants, Hey, who who is this? Ruth stood out to him, and we're not told exactly why she stood out, whether it was 
maybe her skin color, what she was wearing, maybe because of her work ethic, maybe he could tell she was a hard worker. But whatever the reason is, Boaz takes an interest in her really quickly. Okay? And they tell tell Boaz about Ruth's story, where she came from, and he immediately is um, concerned about her and cares for her well-being. So we're going to continue in verse 8 of chapter 2. Then Boaz approaches Ruth at this point. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose again to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean, even among the sheaves. And do not reproach her. And also, pull out some from the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean. And do not rebuke her. Isn't that beautiful? Boaz could have wanted nothing to do with this poor foreign widow who was in his field taking up the leftover barley. He could have continued on his day without a second thought. But he didn't. He stopped, he asked, he found out what her story was, and oh, the amount of respect that he had for her when he learned her story. He could have asked her to leave to go to another field, but he chose to go out of his way. He provided water for her. He gave her food. Notice it was roasted grain, not what they were picking up from the field. And then we see that he offered protection for her. She was very vulnerable in this position. Um, She wasn't from there. She was a woman. She was in a vulnerable position. And he commanded his servants to protect her. Isn't that beautiful? No wonder Boaz had garnered so much respect from the people who worked for him. Because he actually looked at people with his heart, and he looked into their heart. He didn't look at Ruth and the situation she was in and looked down on her for any reason. It actually made him look up to her. 
And I think that's beautiful. Ruth was in a terrible situation. All she could do was trust in the Lord and do what she could to take care of Naomi. And through her actions, she was impressing this man, Boaz. The rest of the chapter. Verse 17. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. Like I said, Ruth was in a vulnerable position, and Naomi was very, very pleased to know that if she continued working in Boaz's field, Boaz had people there to help protect her. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. That is the end of chapter two. And what an amazing introduction Ruth and Boaz had with each other. Um, Boaz comes into the picture as this wealthy man who immediately starts taking care of Ruth. Even, even though he might not have realized that he could be the redeemer. Um, the concept of redeeming goes back to what we talked about last week, where a relative would marry the wife of a man who passed away. He would take his take his land, take his family. He would um, have a son, and that son would bear the name of the dead relative to pass on his name. And that was called redeeming. He was buying them back, buying the land back and keeping the family name alive. Um, so that's the concept of a redeemer. And that is what Naomi was referring to when she found out Boaz could be our redeemer. So we see that even though they were not in the best situation God was forming this beautiful picture right from the start Ruth had a choice she had a choice in the beginning she could have stayed home back in Moab Naomi could have come back to Israel on her own but remember how miserable Naomi was in the first chapter she said call me bitter but we see in this chapter, Naomi starts to change her tune a little bit. She starts to see the positive in their position. She starts to see that God is working 
to take care of them. And you can see it's starting to um, get her excited about the future. So next week, we're going to jump into chapter three. It's a really interesting chapter because if you don't read it with the understanding of the process of what a threshing floor is, it is super confusing. It's kind of awkward. So go ahead and read that chapter before, and we're going to go through it next week. I hope you'll join us. Thank you so much for listening.